Hello and welcome to another podcast of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Hicks. And Father, I want to make this episode about something that we've touched upon before, and I'd like to introduce it with a little bit of an analogy. And I'd like to 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 basically point out that this is all going to be about there's a giant difference between running from something and running to something, even if you end up in the same spot. So to give an example here, imagine an apartment building up front, and for whatever reason, it has caught on fire. And all the people in the apartment building come running out of it, and then moments later, you see the fire department coming running towards it to put out the fire. And you can see that even though they're ending up in the same spot on the street in front of the apartment building, that they have come with for two different reasons. Now, where I'm coming with this is putting in perspective of our faith life. You know, some of us are involved in our faith because we're scared of bad things that could happen. And we're running away from the fear of what that problem could be. As we saw in our last podcast, that fear can be a, a corrosive thing. Peter was so scared of everyone around him, he denied Christ three times. Versus the opposite is Mary Magdalene, who had everything to lose but still went running to the tomb and to be constantly around Christ. And I want to emphasize that in today because each of us have a moment when we can fully more embrace something or we can run away from it. Because of something else. And that thought of becoming closer to God and choosing to, no matter what the outside circumstances are. You know, I might not want to say something because I don't want to be viewed as controversial and have a mob come and attack me on social media or something like that. You know, I don't want to to say what's right or and stand up for someone because I don't want to be outcast. I don't want to be the next person that the group comes and targets. And so that puts you into running away into a space of not acting. And one of the things that we've seen throughout the Gospels and the faith as a whole is that doesn't really work. You know, doing the bare minimum is not the goal. As you as said hundreds of times over our times of recording these episodes. And that's kind of the basis of where I wanted to start this episode. It's kind of just rethinking about the importance of running to something rather than the difference of running away from something, even if you end up in the same spot. Yeah, it's a, it's a great point. Um, makes me think I, I think this is uh, corresponding you know the the church makes a distinction between uh, what's called perfect contrition and imperfect contrition and uh, Saint Benedict talks about this in his rule a little bit as well and uh, so it's worth noting first of all you know <laughs> if you're running away from bad things um, that could be very much the right thing to do uh, well, it is the right thing to do. It's good to run, run away from bad things. Um, but ultimately, we want to transform our motives to move from 
just running away from bad things to running towards good things. And I, I think that's also uh, what you were, what you're pointing out there. And that's the difference that the, the distinction that the church makes between perfect and imperfect contrition. The, the church describes imperfect contrition as you know, repenting, turning back to God out of fear of hell. So in other words, running away from hell. It's a good thing. I encourage everybody to run away from hell. <laughs> Do that. That's, uh, that's going to be moving in the right direction. But it's not enough. There's, there's too much self involved. Why, why am I running away from hell? Well, it's, it's a kind of selfish thing because I don't want to suffer, because I don't want eternal damnation, which is good. I'm glad. That's a, that's a sign that something's quite ordered there. Uh, we should want to run away from hell. But even better is to run towards God out of love. Now, it turns out that running towards God out of love and running away from hell are going in the same direction. Uh, God is in the opposite direction as hell. So running away from hell is going to be running towards God, but running towards God for his own sake, not just because he saves us from hell, not just because we, of what we get out of him, not just because of our own sort of personal comfort, but really running towards him because he's worth it. He is uh, the infinite value in himself. He is worth leaving everything behind for. He is uh, the ultimate meaning in our lives, and he is the source and summit of all goodness. You know, So, um, yeah, we want to have that steady conversion. And St. Benedict recognizes this in the rule, in his uh, holy rule that guides the Benedictine monks like myself, in saying that you know what we started out doing out of uh, fear of judgment and fear of hell, we end up doing out of the unspeakable sweetness of love. So what was arduous at first, because we were really running away from bad things and trying to overcome our vices and things like that, becomes sweet and good. Because the fact is, when we're running towards something, um, let me use another example. And, uh, you know, somebody who's living kind of a, maybe a promiscuous life, you know, maybe whatever, just even the kind of average college life doesn't even have to be something horrific, but, you know, it's like, going to parties, maybe having the occasional um, hooking up with somebody, things like that, which is, which is terrible. I'm not downplaying that, uh, you know, which is damaging and is bad for reasons we've talked about otherwise. But just to say, you know, is living that kind of like on the edge, a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, bingers and bad weekends and things like that. And then, uh, on the one hand, might like maybe has a really bad, a bad binger, you know, like has a really bad party experience, a bad drug experience, has a bad uh, hookup experience or whatever, and like kind of want to gets wants to get out of that lifestyle and just thinks, oh gosh, you know, I've got to stop that. Uh, that might take the person a few a few steps in the right direction. A lot of times in AA, they talk about hitting rock bottom. You know, so maybe that rock bottom experience makes somebody think, I've got to get away from this. But how much more beautiful and also sustaining and life giving is the person who actually falls in love with the right person, falls in love with maybe the person that they're that they're going to marry. And the love of that person j just naturally almost they 
they just stop hooking up with other people because they really want to give themselves totally to this one person that they've fallen in love with. And that person is maybe not so happy about the whole drinking scene and knows what happens there. And so out of love for that person, they give up some of that behavior and they start to change their hearts and and move toward the the beloved. So I think you can really see the difference and how much, uh, you know, rock bottom certainly plays a role and a very good one. Uh, the The church never diminishes the rock bottom motivation of like, it got really bad and I don't want that anymore and I'm going to try something different. But ultimately, our motivation will always end up with the running towards, the falling in love, the doing it for the sake of the beloved kind of motivation. And that's really where we want to point our attention. Yeah. And our energies. Yeah. In terms of motivation, there's many, many scientific studies for mammals, not just people, that trying to avoid a negative outcome will motivate you hitting rock bottom, not wanting to make things worse. That will motivate you, but only to a point and without a positive upside incentive and what greater upside incentive is there than unconditional love um, will drive you to go so far beyond. And you know, that's just a way that mammals are wired. Essentially you will respond to avoiding negative stimulant but ultimately a positive incentive will will carry the day much further than than anything else you can sorry i didn't mean to, to, to jump in there that was just a thought that hit that i wanted to make sure i shared yeah that's right and, and i would take it even beyond that sort of base uh you know what we have in common with other animals the kind of positive motivation versus negative motivation uh, love ultimately for human beings provides more than just uh, better feelings than uh, not doing bad things, you know, because love also carries with it meaning and uh, gives us purpose and moves us forward. And it has a, there's a whole package that's there. So it's one thing to say, well, you know, as it, cause as it turns out, actually living a healthy life is, is better than, you know, getting drunk every weekend and, um, but more than even more than just living a healthy life, even more than the positive stimulation versus the negative stimulation, uh, even the 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 pleasure pain principle that I move toward pleasure and move away from pain, love is another dimension. You know, there's another order of motivation in love that is is godlike, of course, because God is love, and as I said, it provides it provides meaning. It satisfies us not just at at a um, the level of the senses that it feels better, or even the level of, of just the emotions, but at the senses and the emotions, and also the mind and the will, love really fulfills how we were made. Love is the fulfillment of our being. And so being drawn toward love, attracted toward love, is the ultimate goal, ultimate purpose of our lives. So there's there's something very beautiful there. Because we get so entangled with some of these other things, sometimes just those little motivations uh, of you know better health and less pain and some stuff like that gets us moving in the right direction. And then as we begin to move in that direction, the God direction, 
then uh, we also discover love and we fall more in love with God. And anyway, other things unfold from there. Yeah, essentially what you're getting to, you said it a couple times in there is love gives meaning. And as we kind of have explored similar topics throughout this episode and throughout this cast as a general experience is, you know, one of the goals of our cast is to bring people closer to the church and closer to Christ. And you just kind of hit upon what you said many times before. God is love and love is, is the meaning. So kind of to extrapolate a point here, and I'm not trying to put something in your mouth. I think it's the direction you ultimately were going here anyway, is that when people ask, you know, what is the meaning of life? What is the meaning of everything? It's to give love, to be able to come closer to God. And that that's kind of the grasp I was getting from you there. And please correct me if I'm wrong, but that seems to be the more and more we've discussed this and I've sat down and thought about things that, you know, having a big bank account's nice, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter if you're not going towards an ultimate goal of being closer to God and being closer to God who is love and doing that by giving love. Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, you know, in, in order to endure the, the hardships in life, you know, every, every life has suffering. I mean, there's, and, and some lives have tremendous suffering. We have to have a sense that it matters, that it's worth something, that it means something. And when we, when we are motivated by love, you know, the sacrifices that parents make for their children, the sacrifices that spouses make for each other, the sacrifices that, uh, that also priests in their, you know, uh, make for their, for their faithful. And that, you know, we look at somebody like St. Maximilian Colby, who literally exchanged his life for someone else and suffered tremendously in the starvation bunker. Uh, so, the, the, the heroic things that can be done out of love are are just amazing, and they can really help to make meaning out of suffering. It's like, yeah, it's worth it. You know, it's worth it to have this kind of sacrifice, this kind of suffering because of the beloved. Nothing else motivates us that much. You know, I I don't know how many people would would lay down their lives even for a gold medal. You know, or uh, would would lay down their lives for whatever for a million dollars you know or would lay down their lives for some other reason but for love will do it for love will will offer even the most uh, radical sacrifices and so it it has a way of bringing meaning and then to take that a, another step you know when we are suffering if we can unite it with love in some way someone might say well how do you you know you get cancer and you're suffering in a terrible way. What does that have to do with love? It's like you didn't develop cancer because you have love, but, but you can still offer the cancer as an act of love. You can make that sacrifice, uniting that with Christ on the cross, just letting him be in the suffering, choosing an intention saying, you know, for my, I'm just going to offer this for maybe somebody who's far away from the church, maybe a family member or a spouse who is suffering in their own way, who have uh, lost hope. We can we can make an offering out of that, and and it also has a way of 
you know, when we're when we're weak, suffering through cancer, we become more more needy, more dependent, and then love can really grow in that context. That I become more needy and, in a way, more lovable if I let myself. And then in the the love that people have for me, there's a there's a sort of net increase, but makes me more available and more uh, open, more needy for the love of others. So. Anyway, just a couple of examples of how uh, love can really lift up suffering, can transform suffering, can yeah, unite us with Christ in a in a more profound way. And this is one of those things that you just brought up there that sometimes can be hard to grasp, you know, in the same sense that sometimes from an outside perspective, prayer can be hard to grasp. You know, how can I give up something that's mine and give it up to God for a positive exploration, a positive outcome? And it, it, it can be really hard to, to, to figure that out. So while we're here in this moment, could you kind of explain what that process, as you mentioned, is giving up as an intention, what that actually means and, and why it's important? Yeah, well, at a very basic level, just thinking about those uh, for whom we want to pray. There's a, certainly there's a, a natural union in the experience. You know, someone suffering, dying from cancer is just in a spiritual way close to everyone who is suffering and dying of cancer. One of the things also with that is... Uh, you know, Christ himself, by taking all of our suffering on himself on the cross, is thus also close to everyone who's suffering and dying of cancer. So there's a there's a kind of solidarity in all of that. Just thinking about that, recognizing it, trusting in it is, uh, is a step in that direction. And then uh, offering it, just making the intention, Lord, accept my suffering, accept my prayer that I offer you now in the midst of this suffering for the healing of my you know, son, for my brother, for my colleague, for peace throughout the world, for so we can just unite those intentions with the uh, with the experience of suffering, and and offer that for people. Makes me think of a a woman, Saint Anna Schaefer, who was just canonized a couple of years ago by Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, but she wanted to enter a religious order, um, was needed to to work to make a little bit of more money beforehand to pay off. They have uh, dowries for religious orders, or they used to, or uh, uh, in Germany. Anyway, she was working for that and was doing laundry and actually, f- through an accident, you know, fell into a vat of lye uh, and burned herself terribly up to the waist, just kind of like destroyed everything below her waist her legs became useless and um, you know just terrible scarring and she was bedridden for the rest of her life but uh, in the midst of that suffering she continued to pray she ended up carrying on a, a kind of ministry of correspondence people would write to her and ask her to pray for certain things which she did offered her kind of daily sufferings for those things and God blessed it with miracles. I mean, you know, the evidence of the power of her prayer 
was also uh, revealed. So uh, now just because, uh, well, anyway, it demonstrates the power of the prayer of the suffering to have some of those kinds of examples like St. Anna Schaefer. And so she lived another 20 years. She was bedridden for 20 years. And she all that happened when she was about 20 years old. So, I mean, half of her life she spent in bed suffering, praying, writing to people, receiving their correspondence. And uh, she also did some knitting that was a little creative outlet and you know, was able to sell some of those things to um, help support herself in some way. I mean, she lived at home or her parents supported her, but uh, yeah, just a beautiful example of how we can offer, how we can pray in the midst of suffering and, and how powerful it can be. Perfect. And yeah, like I said, I think that's one of those things that sometimes people don't always grasp that, you know, one of the very unique things, if you step back and look at everything is something again going back to that episode we did a little before about taking things for granted is that when christ went out his mission is to let everyone know that god is love and when the the jews at the time were looking for a combative messiah to overthrow their enemies to have the biggest army the strongest people they win and if you would really sit back and think about that, how much that would set back everything around you. If every day you woke up, you were worried about constantly training to become better than someone else to, to fight them off, how little anything could grow or progress. And that the mission of Christ being love and God being love being so, so prevalent, so powerful that it's something that we should always run towards. If not only for the fact that it's better for, for, for yourself, it, it's better for, for everything around you. Giving love is, you know, the, the, the act of, of happiness you can have. You keep mentioning, you know, a, a mother's love for her, her children and how all that is. And that's exactly it. That, when you create an environment of love, you create a better environment in virtually every measurable fashion. And that just ends up being the way that it is. And something that I'd strongly encourage all of us out there listening to, to sit and figure out how they can enhance that in our own lives. Because this is one of those things that no one has a maximum supply of. It's not really possible. So with that, I want to give it back to you, Father, here as we're kind of wrapping up today's episode. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can never max out on love. There's always room to run towards, to grow in. And I love the way you set that up, you know, to focus on what we're running towards rather than what we're running from. It's a it's a good point in terms of discernment, too, you know, when people are trying to understand where God is leading them in their lives and and uh, maybe switching jobs or switching relationships or moving to a new town or um, moving to a new church or whatever, that we never want to just run away from things if we can help it. Again, there is a point to that. You know, if, if there's something, certainly if there's something abusive, if there's something that's destructive, sometimes we have to run away. You know, you got to run away from a burning house. 
Um, but but ultimately, we we want to run towards things as much as possible. Where where is God opening the doors? Where where is God leading us to take the next step? Where is the next place that He's drawing us to? That's the way that we really want to be tuned into Him as much as possible. So um, focusing on you know running running towards moving towards rather than simply uh, moving away. But but of course we do want to move away from evil, move away from bad things. Uh, we don't want to be certainly don't want to be part of corrupt structures and we don't want to be uh, continuing problems when we can take another path but uh, ultimately we want to move towards something and and the ultimate destination that we're moving towards is love is the perfection of love in christ so anyway great great topic for us to unpack here a little bit in our program well thank you for that father and, and thank everyone out there for listening and and to do it moving forward, if there's a spot where you can open up some love in your upcoming week, we'd certainly invite you to, to do that here. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll be with you again here next week.